Welcome to the MBHS HealthCast. You are listening to episode 10. And we are here with Jennifer Hurd. Uh, she is the Stroke Outreach Coordinator for MBHS. Uh, welcome to the show, Jen. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. And we're in a really cool and exciting location. We're in the mock-up space for the new hospital. And Dr. Tolio, can you describe what, what that is exactly? Sure. So mock-up space. I know, I know we have to speak up today because we are in essentially a giant open room that kind of looks like a warehouse. Yeah. And behind us is very graciously a heater that's uh, making a little bit of noise. Of course. But this open space that is adjacent to our new Hartford primary care office in Crossroads Plaza yeah. is essentially just a big open room where we have put up models of the individual spaces that will be part of our new hospital. So right now we're in like a general patient room. Yes. And next door we have a gigantic operating room and there's a behavioral health room off to the side. So this is the place we come to really figure out what it's going to feel like being this new hospital. Take it from sort of drawing to actual physical space. Yeah. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, Millie, but this is space that people can actually get to see, at least remotely, right? Yep, absolutely. So how would they do that? Yeah, so um, we've invited the press um, this week to to come check it out, and we'll be giving them tours. Of course, I'll share the links of what they record on our social media. And also, I've done some Facebook Lives of this space, not quite what it is now, but um, I'll certainly do that this week as well so everybody can get a good look of what this place looks like. And I would like to comment on how big it is. Like, this is a patient room, and it is, it's pretty big. Oh, it's enormous. Yeah. yeah. And the attention to detail, too. I will point out that behind you is an outlet that actually specifies it has a two little USB <laughs> ports so you can plug your phone into it. Look at that. So everybody who's very worried about charging their technology in the new hospital should have no concerns. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And Jen, you can kind of comment on um, comment on this a little bit, being being a nurse, how great this is going to be. It's going to be phenomenal. Uh, working with patients who, you know, in the rooms we have currently, are semi-private, so you're, you're pretty close in proximity to another patient in the room. So not only do yeah. you not have a roommate, but there's going to be room for your family and those to visit with you. Awesome. Yeah. Room for nurses and healthcare providers and doctors and family members and whatever else you can fit in that space equipment yeah the, i mean yeah. these beds are they're pretty big oh they are and uh, getting them through the door i'm sure is is quite a challenge right now so mm-hmm. it won't be in the new hospital exciting to hear yeah <laughs> absolutely Very true. Yeah, yeah and we'll have to we'll have to go check out the bathroom after this because i've heard the showers are a nice size that will be amazing that is one of the bigger <laughs> bathrooms i've seen Probably bigger than the one in my house. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, it's the little things in life that make the biggest difference when you're Absolutely. in the hospital. But we're talking about big, big difference things today. Right? Yeah. Like a stroke, yes. which is a huge deal. I will open this by saying that I've taken my kids to Destiny a couple times in Syracuse. And there have been the giant stroke banners hanging on the top of the mall. Have you seen them? I have. Yes. So they have the, uh, the FAST acronym, right? They scare the crap out of my kids. They don't like them. But really important community education and obviously our stroke program is a big part of what we do so Jen could you talk to us a little bit about you know what stroke is because you know it's sort of common knowledge to me being that I'm so much around it and you but you know a lot of our listeners may not even understand what it means to have a stroke Um, and then we'll talk a little bit more about our programs now and what we hope for them for the future so so a stroke is 
a sudden interruption in blood flow to the brain, and that can happen in a couple of different mechanisms. The most common way is what we call an ischemic stroke. So there's a sudden blockage um, caused by a blood clot or a plaque or cholesterol um, or things that build up over a long period of time. All of a sudden there isn't blood flow to a certain part of the brain, and that part of the brain ends up not functioning as well, um, which gives us our signs and symptoms. The other lesser common type is a bleed in the brain or a hemorrhagic stroke. Um, again, blood supply is cut off, but it's because there's a vessel that's leaking, so you have extra blood and fluid uh, where it isn't normally putting pressure. So typically, stroke is something we see mostly in our older patients. We have some younger ones too. Were you around for this case that we did on the very young lady? I was. Uh, I wasn't on that particular weekend, but we heard all about it uh, the Monday following. We yeah. had quite a bit of buzz. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for those that don't know, I, I don't recall exactly how old she was. Do you remember? 17 years old. 17 years old yes. with a stroke. So damage to the brain, mm -hmm. lack of blood flow. And we were able, um, as an institution, to catch it early and intervene. And actually, you know, the nice thing in stroke is that if we get in early, we can get the brain to work right again and you recover most of that function. So now she has the benefit of going through the rest of her life without really having to worry about long-standing damage so yeah and I, I actually I had the pleasure of meeting her oh and, yeah you know you really would never guess that she had had a stroke she looked incredible and I think mm -hmm. that it definitely um, that shows the type of technology that we have now yeah. to really sure. to really fight that and yeah. talk a little bit about that for me Jen what kind of technology does MVHS have to combat stroke we have the mainstay, which is TPA, and that's just a medication that's given through an IV, um, travels throughout your system, and can look for that fresh clot, and it actually breaks down the clot to restore blood flow. But in addition to that, because we can only offer that in the first few hours, so within four and a half hours of the signs and symptoms starting, we have to get that medication yep. started. With one asterisk on that, if we are older, right, so our older patients older than 80, correct, that window was a little bit shorter. So about three hours for our okay. older, older patients. And an important distinction, the bottom line is if you're having stroke symptoms, you have to get to the hospital as fast as possible. Yes, right away is, is the key factor for having any success in any of the treatments that we mm -hmm. have. So the other option that we have that's newer is we can go in, we call it a neuroendovascular procedure. So they go in with a catheter, much like we do for mm -hmm. a heart attack. Small puncture to the groin catheter goes up into the brain and it can actually reopen that vessel or repair a leaking vessel depending on the type of stroke it is. Wow. And we can go up to 24 hours or longer in certain cases um, with those techniques. So the folks who wake up with signs and symptoms um, or they just live a further distance and don't make it in time for the TPA, we mm -hmm. have another option. Now. now you touch on a really important point here, which you, know, you mentioned sometimes people will wake up feeling different. And we'll talk a little bit more about stroke symptoms at some point. But you know, we try and educate the public that when you come to the hospital with symptoms of a stroke, it's really important to know when the last time was that you were totally normal. Right? Yeah, correct. So can you talk a little bit about that so that if people do wind up having loved ones or you know, they themselves having symptoms, that they're coming armed with the right information to help our doctors and nurses take care of them? Yeah. The onset or the last known well is a key piece of information. Um, we're actually partnering with EMS to help um, to bring that information forward as well. But when the symptoms actually began um, is what we call the onset time, and that's usually if it's witnessed, so you recognize the change. Oftentimes it happens while you're awake. Uh, but last known well is a way for us to establish when we know for certain the symptoms were not there. 
Um, so if, a by, if you're the bystander, um, you're the family member, um, if you could just take a peek at the clock, um, mm -hmm. that really, really is very important. We really need to know the time that those symptoms started because that essentially starts the clock for how long we can offer the treatments that are available. Mm -hmm. And to clarify a little bit, you know, to give another example, sometimes people will not have anyone else around when these symptoms start. So say if we find a loved one who is unconscious, you know, that last known well may be the day before even when I last saw that person and knew that they were okay. Um, and keeping close attention to those times does make a big difference in our treatment. Um, and then in terms of looking for symptoms, you know, I mentioned that FAST acronym earlier. Um, can you talk to us a little bit, Jen, about what people should be looking for and when they should suspe or suspect a stroke? So the key factor is sudden. Whenever the symptoms start in a sudden fashion, I didn't have these and then all of a sudden it starts, that's a really key factor. That's a good way to distinguish it from other diseases or illnesses as if it comes on all of a sudden. Um, we're actually building on the FAST acronym to FASTER as just a way to help remember the, the signs and symptoms. Fancy. So we don't want to act fast, we want to act faster. So F is for face, so facial droop um, or asymmetry of the smile. Mm -hmm. um, so a smile goes up on one side but not on the other. Correct, mm -hmm. yep. So if the face seems flatter um, on one side or you smile and less teeth are showing on one side. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, a for arms. So if one arm is weak, sometimes it's very dramatic. You can't pick up the arm at all. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's more subtle. You're eating breakfast and you're left-handed and all of a sudden you're having trouble gripping the fork with your left hand and you keep dropping it. You know, rather than continuing to eat and trying with the right hand, we need you to get that evaluated right away. Mm -hmm. um, come on in and get seen. Yep. Can also happen in the legs. Um, so you can have weakness on any side any part of the body, but typically on one side is what will show for a stroke. Uh, the other thing you may see is numbness. Um, we see quite a fair number of folks with numbness um, don't recognize it or wait to see if it will go away. It's very important you come in right away to get that, um, get that checked out. So numbness mm -hmm. on one side of the body that comes on all of a sudden is actually um, a very classic stroke sign. Okay. So S is for stability. Um, so this would be all of a sudden trouble walking, difficulty staying upright, maybe listing to one side. And right along with that is nausea and vomiting and dizziness. That's usually a trio that we see oh, a lot of ones, times. Yeah. That's uh, pr pretty classic for a posterior circulation stroke or circulation in the back of the brain. So mm -hmm. nausea, vomiting, and dizziness that comes on all together um, all of a sudden is classic. And then the T is for talking, so any changes in speech. Um, so you may find you know, your loved one appears confused. They mm -hmm. appear to be repeating themselves where they could carry on a conversation just fine you know, an hour ago. That's a sudden change in speech. Um, of course, the classic garbled or slurred, it sounds funny. It's not mm -hmm. coming out clear. We want to make sure we pay attention to those. E is for eyes, so any changes in vision. So any sudden onset changes in vision, whether it's double vision, blurry vision, loss of vision on one side, we want to pay attention to those. Um, so you want to come in and get evaluated right away. Mm -hmm. um, and then R for react. So we want folks to call 911. Um, please don't drive your loved one into the hospital. That does a couple of things for the patient. So again, I was just going to ask you about that. Not only expedites treatment, and they can be checking a blood sugar and ruling out other um, other illnesses, but it also gives the hospital a heads up so that mm -hmm. we can alert the team ahead of time and we can get the right resources mobilized um, to be ready and waiting so that we'll get a physician and a, and a nurse at the door waiting for you when you get there. Mm -hmm. And please don't drive yourself either. Yeah. That, that's another common one. 
if you're truly having a stroke, doing it behind the wheel of a vehicle is not the not best, best place idea. to do it. Yeah. So if there is the unfortunate circumstance where, for whatever reason, people can't call 911 and they do have to take themselves or their loved ones to the hospital, right now, where do we tell them to go? Because I'll tell you, we still see patients come in urgent care. I was there just yesterday. They'll show up saying, I think I'm having a stroke. And I say, you're in the wrong place. So. Correct. Yes. Very important. You need to come to the St. Luke's campus. So and we why need is you that? to come to the emergency department at St. Luke's. Time is brain. So every minute that that stroke is not being treated, we're losing 1.9 million neurons. So oh it's very God. important we get that treatment right away. Um, so we don't want to have to transfer to another emergency department or to another facility. The quicker yep. we can get there, the better. Mm -hmm. And the physical team um, and the platform that we have, the, the biplane table is located at the St. Luke's campus. Okay. So if you do arrive at another campus, mm -hmm. it's going to usually result in a transfer anyways. Okay. So biplane, what the heck is that? Yeah. So that's a fancy name for the new table that they have that has CAT scanners built right into it. It kind of looks mm -hmm. like an operating table. So it's a classy little room. So we bring them in and the patient gets put on the table and it looks and can fully function just like an operating room, um, but it's more of a procedure based. Um, they can insert the catheter and go in and reopen mm. that blood vessel so that we can hopefully prevent more and more disability. Oh. Yeah. And if your brain is at risk and we're losing all those neurons, I would think that I would want to be in the place with all the fancy stuff so they can fix it. So go to St. Luke's, yeah. moral of the story. Right. And yes. I also I want to touch upon too. Once we have the new hospital downtown, both campuses will will be together. And I want to I want to hear how that's going to affect the stroke department and how it will help. Well, I think it's going to help definitely the community um, in talking with EMS and folks out in the community. As Dr. Attilio mentioned, you know, if you don't take an ambulance, then you know you. It's inherent that you remember which campus you're supposed to yeah. go to. Where yeah. once we're all on one campus, you know. No one will have to remember that anymore. You'll just right. get to the mm -hmm. hospital and we'll be able to take care of you. Yeah. Um, we're also seeing sicker and sicker patients. So it's not uncommon for them to have more than one you know, illness or something going wrong. So you may need the cardiac team and the neuro and vascular team at the same time. And it'll be a phenomenal thing. We're all in one building. Yeah. yeah. A big, big difference. And I think it's important to clarify, too, that you know, perhaps a lot of people will assume that transferring between our two hospitals is a relatively easy thing because they're in very close proximity, but that's certainly not the case. Um, when we go to move a patient from one location to another, it's actually a pretty detailed process and it involves a lot of moving pieces and a lot of people, and it can take a lot longer than just hopping in a car and driving down the street. So that opportunity we have to be in one physical location where we don't have to worry mm -hmm. which campus you show up to, everything's right there will make an absolutely tremendous difference. It sure will. And when we have this fancy stuff like the biplane in a nice right. open space like this where we can get the entire care team in one spot, um, I'm very excited. Yeah, and I think it'll also alleviate some of the pressure for, for EMS. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they have to be the ones to decide which campus yep. to, bring their, yep. to bring the patients to. So, mm -hmm. and, you know, with the new hospital, they won't have that pressure, which yep. is, I'm sure, it's helpful. Yeah. yeah, great thing. Yeah. Very good. So more about stroke, um, you know, what are some, some things that people can try and implement in their life to maybe avoid having a stroke? Well, that is a um, So glad you bring that yeah. up. Um, there's such an understanding um, or a belief still that stroke is unpreventable. Um, we hear so often when we go out and talk to members of the community that 
you know, our loved one had one, and it's very sad there wasn't anything they could do. Mm -hmm. um, and with the advent of these new treatments, there's so much more that we can do now. Mm -hmm. um, but 80% of strokes are preventable. Wow. Um, 80%. 80%. high number. For those that are not paying attention, yeah. say it again. 80% of strokes are preventable. So wow. that's way more than half that never have to happen in the first place. Yeah. And, and again, keep in mind, people, that we're talking about a serious thing, right? Yeah. Like, um, if your brain doesn't function right, you know, that's something that you don't recover. Right. It doesn't get better like if you pull a muscle, right? So you're talking about an 80% chance to make sure that your brain keeps doing what it's doing. That's a, that's a big deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Another common misconception is folks think that, you know, they're going to pass away from a stroke. And that's oh, um, yeah. more often than not, the person just ends up disabled. So yeah. not able to eat, not able to communicate with their loved ones or visit or get out and go shopping because they have trouble walking or mobilizing, yeah. um, getting up and around. So it's those disabilities that we want to prevent. Yeah. So if you were going to tell our listeners to do one thing to make sure that they have a lesser risk of having a stroke, what would that be? Take care of your blood pressure. Good get one. it checked re regularly. Um, even if you're not at the physician's office, there's blood pressure machines all over the place in our drugstores, doctor's offices, mm -hmm. you name it. Um, so get that blood pressure checked regularly um, and follow up with your physician. Keep a log um, mm -hmm. so that they That's can tell if you're having increases or decreases. You know, if we can keep an eye on how those medications are working. Hypertension is the biggest risk factor for both types of stroke. So if we mm -hmm. can keep our blood pressure under control, we can go a long way to preventing. preventing. Absolutely. And yep. we are, we're very fortunate to have to have you in this role, Jen, to kind of educate the community mm -hmm. about about this. I don't I don't know if a lot of other organizations do have this role, but it, it's definitely vital for our community at MBHS. So um, to find out more about what you're doing and giving education, um, we mbhealthsystem.org slash stroke, correct? Yep. Okay, great. We have a website. We have a we website, do. and that's where yeah. you can go find out more from Jen but we're not gonna say goodbye to you yet Jen we have a game <laughs> of course well, we can't finish that again no. and hopefully the heater will stay off it's yes, nice and quiet in here now all, all, all the meetings are done and you know there's no background noise it's, it's nice and peaceful yes like the new hospital will hopefully be. like the new hospital will be yes. exactly all right so we learned a lot of acronyms today so I thought it would be fun to test our knowledge on some other acronyms out there in oh this, boy. in this, um, especially this digital world. Yes, I would say. So we learned fast. We learned faster. Did we learn anything else? I don't think so. No. Well, we'll come up with some more. We okay. love acronyms. Oh yes, especially in the healthcare community. Oh, perfect. Yep. Okay. Healthcare and military. I've got the best of both worlds. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say. There's got to be some military ones out there. Mm -hmm. But all right. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to ask, and whoever can come up with it first. Well, I'm going to give Jen the, the first shot. All right, fine. We'll give, we'll give Jen. Only because I probably don't know any of them, but no. <laughs> I could use the handicap. <laughs> okay. All right. LOL. Oh. Laugh out loud. There we go. There you go. Well, yes. see, there's debate over that. Some people say it's laugh out loud. Some people say it's lots of laughs. Yeah, I've, hmm. I've heard both. I have I've heard, heard both. both. And there has been some confusion. Some people have thought it's lots of love. And oh, imagine yeah. the embarrassment, like if something awful happens <laughs> yep. and you send somebody LOL, yep. lots of love. Yep. But yeah, yeah. Now the most critical piece I will say is my daughter, her biggest criticism of me is that I still text in full sentences. So <laughs> as long as you're using some form of abbreviation, that's probably the most important. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. All right, let's see. 
What about DM? I'll give this one to you, Dr. Talia. DM. Uh, I, I think I know this one. All right, go for it. A and you're making me feel very old right now, by the way, because um, I should know all this. So, so is DM direct messaging? It is. All right. See, I, I, I did not know that one. didn't really know it myself. People always say it. They're like, oh, I'll DM you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'll just link I always use PM, with. private message. Yes. Direct message. So mm -hmm. there you go. All right. All right. Point Dr. Tilio. Yeah. Point Dr. Tilio. <laughs> um, I don't know the answer to this, but maybe you guys will. Okay. DNV. DNV, like, yeah, like Delta November Victor. Yes. Okay. Like, like the organization. Like that the organization who comes here and, yeah. Oh, come on, Jen. Isn't it like Der Norske Veritas or something? I'll go with that. I have no I idea. I'm just relying on you guys. <laughs> yes, I, I believe it is. We'll have to Google it. I did Google it and <laughs> I couldn't find it. So Really? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not yeah, it's, easily it's pronounced. All right, well, we'll give a game to, to our listeners. Whoever can um, post the answer on our social media sites first of what DNV, the, the medical... Our accrediting organization. Our accrediting yeah. organization, what it stands for, will get a swag bag. And you got to spell it right, too. You have to spell it right. Has to, yeah. And, and you have to define it. There we go. There we, we, have go. An, we have a really nice swag bag. So um, Super nice. <laughs> it's a really nice swag Trust bag. her. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> All right, what else you got? Jen, CSI. Crime scene investigation. You got it. You got it. See, I'm waiting for the healthcare one again. And Jen's like, oh, I know that. Okay, all right, you want a healthcare one? Well, this Not necessarily. All right, well, this Here's one's not super healthcare. Well, okay, yeah, sure, I'll give you this one. CFQ. Campaign for quality. You got it. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that's very MVHS specific. <laughs> yes, for is. those that are not familiar with well, our Well, I thought it would be quality. a good time to bring up Campaign yes. for Quality, and it's it an, an event we do every excellent year. Excellent event. Yep. Yeah. So an event held for um, healthcare professionals yeah. from the region, not just yeah. from MVHS. We have a variety of speakers throughout the day talking about healthcare quality. Yeah. And um, lots of really cool stuff comes out of there. As a matter of fact, not to do a shameless plug for someone else, but one of the coolest things that came out of this year's campaign, in my opinion, was a program called Three Good Things mm -hmm. that's run yeah, out good. of a Duke program. And um, you can find it on YouTube. Yeah. But essentially the premise is about ending your day, thinking yeah. about three good things that happened. And to make it overly simple, they have found that by doing this for a period of two weeks straight, it can be, in some situations, just as good as even antidepressants for helping you feel better. So, yeah, because we all burn out. Except okay. for Millie and I, we can do cool stuff like that. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Um, all right. right, all right. This is another one that we use in the hospital, and I think it's used probably nationwide. Okay. It's not specifically, I don't think it's specifically healthcare-oriented, but we all should know it, and okay. that's PASS. Oh, uh, okay. So you would use this if there's a fire. Yes. Oh. Pull, aim, squeeze. You got oh, it. Come on, Jen. Come on. Actually... I don't know why it is this. But. Sweep. 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 Yeah. I knew that. All right. There you go. Annual mandatory training yep, at its absolutely. finest. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, so in using a fire extinguisher, we pull the pin, we aim it, excuse the trigger, and then we sweep it across the fire. There you go. Um, yep. All right. One last one. And this one I never really knew until I looked it up and asked everybody else, but <laughs> SMH. Oh, I know this one. <laughs> you got this one, Jen? Yeah, You're, doing right yes. <laughs> You're doing Shaking it right now. You're doing Shaking my head, right? Shaking yeah. my head. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I always thought it was know. so much hate for some reason. Like, oh, so much hate. <laughs> but it's not. It's shaking my head. <laughs> That's good. 
yeah. shaking my head. And yeah. And with that, I'm going to shake my head and say it's time to end the podcast. (laughs) That was a great ending, everyone. (laughs) That was. That was a good game. I I, I give you credit for that one, Millie. That was fun. Um, Yeah. Well. So, yeah. Excellent day. Jennifer, mm -hmm. thank you for uh, spending some time with us. Thanks Um, for having me. So, again, to summarize, for additional stroke information, we have our website, mm-hmm. and that was what again, Millie? mvhealthsystem.org slash stroke. Okay. And there's lots of other resources on the internet. There right? sure are. Um, if somebody has a stroke, what do we do first? Call 911. 911. the time. Don't drive yourself. And go to St. Luke's campus, but in a couple of years, as this fancy space around us takes shape, we'll be in one place, and it'll be much easier to get access to stroke care. Mm-hmm. So we're all very excited. Yeah, right. absolutely. Well, thank you so much Looking again forward. for being with us. Uh, be sure to check out this space to everybody. Like Super I said cool. in the beginning, it is really cool. And actually, if you heard some voices in the background, that's because um, some of the design team was actually here working mm-hmm. on it while we were doing this podcast. So can't wait to see how it turns out. Yep. Right. Excellent. And be sure to check yeah. out our social media. That's at MV Health System, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.